Hey, welcome guys to the Last Jedi podcast. Uh, we're late as hell on this podcast, but uh, I guess we finally got together to do it. I think everyone's remote for the first time, um, but um, I'm happy everybody's here and we're able to make it. Um, this is Anthony Vu. I guess we can go around the room, give introduction. Arthur Will. Let's go alphabetical, is what I was just about to say. So we'll start with uh, me. I'm Ronald. How's that? Is that alphabetical? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going down the, I'm going down the handle alphabetical list. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, uh... okay, then it's me next. I'm Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know it's my turn, because I can't tell. <laughs> you're up. Yeah, you're up. Oh, it's okay, great. I'm, I'm Dot. Yeah, you're kind of faint. Maybe if you could uh, step a little closer to your mic. I'm faint? Like, put it in your throat. Any more in your throat. throat. Yeah. That's done, man. This is put about as close as I'm going to it. All right, and there's Nick Choi. And Nick Choi, yes. Yeah, All right, right, guys, so... Oh, and Kai, sorry. Oh, we just uh, skipped him. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right. I think we should jump right into this. There's a lot to talk about for Last Jedi. Um, because there's so many topics, I think we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. And um, what I will do is start off with a topic and then we can discuss and then we'll go around each person, uh, they'll have a topic and we'll, we'll just discuss that topic and then wrap up with our final refuse at the end. So, um, to start off, uh, the topic I will choose is probably the most controversial scene in this movie. Um, and it's earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was Princess Leia's fucking ridiculous death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her Mary Poppins resurrection. Scene. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, who would like to start? Oh my gosh. Wait, are you talking about the part where she's floating through space? Wait, wait, wait. You don't have to ask, dude. There's only one scene. This is bad. Playing his part. It's been a while. It's been a while. Playing his part. <laughs> it has been a while. Give me a break. I'm in my garage. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm in jail right now. So I, I, I had a, uh, I had a very. I, I distinctly remember my thought process when I saw was watching that scene, just because you know we know um, uh, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher, right? She just passed away shortly before um, this film came out, and I thought, wow, okay, this is a um, very powerful and, if not a little bit quick, way of killing off her character and 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 moving on with the story. And I was like, oh wow, they really did it though. And then they, the camera slowly was zooming in onto her face. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and she opens her eyes. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. What are they doing? I could not yeah. believe that they did that. But like, I just distinctly remember that thought process going through my head. Like, wow, this is it. This is the end of Princess Leia. It's very appropriate. And then I just remember thinking, don't. Do this. Don't bring her back to life like that. And they did it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, that's exactly what I thought in theaters. I, I was like laughing out loud mm-hmm. when she opened her eyes and then flew back to the ship. I, I, 
people were like clapping in the theater and i wanted to tell them to shut up like yeah. i was so irritated by the face. yeah i was so like not pleased with the scene <laughs> um that yeah i just i was just so stupid it just deeply disturbed <laughs> i did not like that i mean i guess it's a twist because you think she's gonna die but did they have to make it look like that like i just think visually it looked bad like they could have done i feel like they could have done a lot of things with that scene i mean i'm okay with them bringing her back whatever but it just I that way is not completely agree just the the, the visual of it the, the way execution. the way that she flew like even just the position of her body just looked ridiculous yes yeah yeah, I mean, my my opinion is not going to go far from, you know, what everyone thought about it's ridiculous. This, but some some really uh, low level theories were that it was just one of those scenes that stuck out so much that I think it was a revision scene. Mm -hmm. um, there might have been an original intention to actually kill her, um, but then some poor exec had some like fetish for Carrie Fisher and said, you know, she really needs to survive here. <laughs> I want this to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, what what did you think about it? You're kinda of quiet right now. Yeah, no, my my I'm gonna go with what Ronald was doing and just mention my thought process at the time when when I I loved how she was looking there and then the background just kinda of blows out and she gets sucked out to space. I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh when they went in on her and I thought, yeah, you know, she's dead for sure. Cause this is their way out. And they showed her face and they showed people really quiet. I thought it was quite nice. Um, and then, you know, she started to move. Um, first thing I thought was, okay, you know, I'm not surprised because I had heard that she had force powers, even though we never saw them. So that wasn't anything new either. Yeah. But uh, when she flew, yeah, that was pretty freaking weird. I mean, <laughs> it, it looked, <laughs> it, it looked almost, it almost looked fake jokey mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, not to mention the fact that she comes to the window and more or less like they see her and like, what do they do? Um, depressurize the whole place and get her. And how do they even do that? <laughs> Let's I not talk about science in this movie. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Because <laughs> like yeah. even the first battle, uh, <clears throat> like where they're dropping the bombs, I was like, wait, there's gravity in space? Wait, how are right. these bombs just, like, dropping? Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I get it. I think you know, everyone I, just... I, I did... Yeah, it, go ahead. It didn't bother me. Uh, I just, it, it, other than the way it looked, and I thought to myself later on, you know, it would have even been better if she was, like, in a fetal position floating towards it. But the fact that she <laughs> Agreed. was more or less upright Mary Poppins style, like they're saying, that that was weird since there's really an up or down. But if it took more effort and she didn't look so, they didn't try to make her look sort of queenly or godly or anything else, it probably would have It's kind of like that it. pose in the one painting, right? Which is like reaching out their finger. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. kind of. So it looked like they tried to convey something that just came across as silly. So yep, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. It, it, it didn't bother me much, as much as I think it bothered you guys. I thought it looked kind of ridiculous. I thought it was a nice death too. When I thought she was dead, I thought, "Oh, that's good. That was a nice, kind of clean death." But uh, it didn't bother me. I thought it looked really ridiculous though, as well. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, so let's move on. Uh, uh, let's go. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So, Arthur, yes, oh, thanks. So when that scene happened, when she got blown out, right? It, I was actually kind of upset because 
well, you know, everything I'd read before said, okay, Carrie Fisher has a big part in this movie. She has lots of scenes. So I'm like, oh, uh, oh, so oh, hear me out here. Okay, so I'm okay. like, so the fact that she got blown out of space so soon at that moment, I thought, what the heck? She's dying that soon, right? I thought, okay, she's dead. Um, and I'm, I was kind of upset, like, oh, well, what about all that talk about, you know, she has a big part, she's going to be doing all these things in the movie, and it happened so fast. But then I thought, okay, well, maybe this is their way of addressing uh, Carrie Fisher's real-life death, I guess. Because maybe the scenes that she did film later on just didn't work because um, she died or she wasn't able to film pickup scenes or whatever to make the story work. I don't know, right? Whatever. So I thought maybe this is the best way for her to, you know, leave the series. So part of me was upset at that moment. Uh, but part of me was sort of understanding because of her real life death. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe this is the way to do it. But then, you know, I think like you guys said, when you're trying to, when she was trying to save herself, I didn't mind the idea, but I definitely agree. The execution was just weird. Like, you know, I don't, I, I thought someone would save her or she would save herself in some better way, but the way they do it just kind of threw me off. I was like, it just looks weird. Um, so I wasn't against the idea of it. It's just the execution was kind of, off-putting to me so yeah that's kind of how, how i felt and this is the problem with spoilers or reading stuff about a movie beforehand to me because you had expectations i had zero expectations oh no so here's the thing um i didn't read spoilers uh, i know so you this, didn't but you, so this, you... Is the, this is the first movie where i actually went in pretty dark i didn't watch any trailers and i didn't read anything about it all I knew was from interviews is, I mean, that's not really a spoiler. It's just Carrie Fisher has a lot of scenes. I'm like, okay, well, fine. Well, but it's that's still built in expectation, right? Like you, Perhaps. But I mean, that was like a year ago, though. I mean, that was like almost six months to a year that, I, that they said, oh, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher will have a significant role in the next movie. I'm like, oh, okay. So this, it wasn't like recent reviews. I mean, this is something. Right, right. Like, but still, like the fact, I mean, the fact that you read it even a year before that you knew she had a big role in it. I feel like yeah, and I was expecting it, so that's not really a spoiler per se to me. It's but the, it it's said not... your expectations for the movie, anyways. It's, it's it, your it, it, it did, but anyway, that's your, how I felt. That. So. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, all right, that was a good first topic. Um, Kai, so let's start at the bottom of the list now. Kai, um, what's your topic? Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. I'm going to stick with the first scene that really stuck in my brain, like ingrained in my brain early on. It's a small one. Um, I don't even know why I latched onto it so hard throughout essentially the rest of the film, but it definitely touches on a, a, a pretty clear critique of the film anyway. Um, it's early in this, in the movie when, you know, Ray is, you know, obviously trying to convince Luke to, um, sorry, is it Luke? I forget his name. Um, trying to convince him to uh, be uh, his Jedi Master, right? <clears throat> and he's just not into it. Like Mark Hamill is just like f this, and uh, he sits there and finally gets pissed. And he's like, you know, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. And I don't care about laser swords. And the moment he said laser swords, I was just like, oh, I don't want to be this guy right now. But did you really just say laser swords? Because um, the whole series, I think all the movies, <clears throat> uh, I don't think people ever like seriously called it laser swords. And it just like, it pulled me out of the moment a little bit. But I think it just touches on the fact that um, I could tell throughout the rest of the movie that Mark Hamill really just w wasn't really into his role. 
um, and uh, you know, as uh, as as the character that he was supposed to play, or whatever people perceived him to play, it just I don't know. It just wasn't something that was ever really fulfilling, and it just seemed very like a naive and just kind of annoyed character. And yeah, that was that was just like the the tip of the iceberg that that called out to mind. It's, it's interesting you say that, Kai, because I've actually heard people say whether they like what they did with Luke's not that Mark Hamill actually had a strong performance. Um, and as a lot of you guys probably know, he wasn't happy with the direction that they were taking with this character and, uh, you know, more or less said that. Originally, let's, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think we need to get that straight. Well, <laughs> Originally, well, actually, later on, he well, criticized no, it himself. He, he really believes that. And I think that, you know, he basically came back and said, but hey, you know, it's, it's my job to realize the director's vision. And he did his job. And, I, and most of the other people I talked to felt that Mark Hamill himself did a good job delivering, even if, if he didn't like it or you didn't like it. And so, he did criticize it after the movie, though. Like, later on, he said, I don't even know if I was pay- playing a character called Luke Skywalker. I was playing a guy named Jake Skywalker. But, you know, no, I was more or less doing my job. I mean, he didn't say that exactly, but... Yeah. Uh, but he so- also said afterwards that he when that was when he originally read the script. But he, at the end of it, he he thought that it was the right decision for, well, for where his character was. he said that in the beginning, but then he also, as time went along, he also admitted, like, eh. So no, he was kind of flip-flopping. I'm, I'm saying after the movie. Yeah, he was flip-flopping, but I mean... And, and, and I probably don't think... towing the line a little bit too, I would say. Okay, I mean, I, I, for me, th- that's kind of a nitpick, the laser sword piece. I mean, I feel like it's a very lot meta. of Star Wars nerds are like having a problem with it, um, <laughs> like the deep nerds, but I, for me, it didn't, whatever. It was kind of, it's like a slight nitpick. Like, I don't really care. I mean, he said it and I was like, whatever. But I still thought he did a really good job. I thought he was probably well, behind Adam Driver. So here's a funny thing. I'll actually kind of slightly agree with what Kai said. Because, you know, I didn't bother me that much. But it did take me out a little bit. Because I'm like, laser swords? I don't hear anybody in the Star Wars universe say that. So yeah. to me, when he when he delivered it that way, it felt like a, a meta commentary. Like Star Wars fans. Like, I don't care about laser swords. It's as if sort of like poking fun at your own movie. Um, yeah, slightly, you know, poking fun at fans like, ah, you guys are here to watch Star Wars and I'm going to, you know, twist your expectations a little bit, it, it, you know, exactly. and I don't think he was insulting Star Wars fans, but he's definitely kind of poking fun at them. So when you put that word out there, which is like an everyday word, it, it just felt it definitely kind of gives that impression. Now, it didn't bother me that much, but I definitely understand what Kai was saying. And it, it did take me out similar to what he said momentarily. I'm like, well, huh? Laser sword? Why was it the, the term he used or was it the performance that bothered you? I think it was, the t- for me, it's the term. Me too. So, the term, I agree. It felt wrong. It felt wrong for a Star Wars movie for them to say that, like in a Star Wars movie. It didn't take me out of it, but it, it felt wrong for the, like the, the Star Wars universe for them to use that kind of word. I don't know why. Yeah. It it's weird. Me. You're using language <laughs> that you would use in every day that you don't hear in the universe. So it's off-putting yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not like going along the same vein as the purists that, you know, Anthony is mentioning here, right? But I, I get that it's, you know, it could have been interpreted as dismissive. Now, I wasn't deeply offended at all, but yeah, for a moment, I was just like, seriously? Like, I mean, I'm I'm ready to be, you know, in this, this Star Wars universe, and here we are. Um, but for me, it was just a kickoff point to say, okay, let's see where this movie is going to go now. Um, Can I say there's a couple things that I felt like didn't fit in the Star Wars universe? That was one. That whole like kind of phone calls. 
Yeah, exactly. The phone call, like the between yeah. him and the guy. I'm like, this is, a, this so is I, not like part of Star Wars. I, like, I missed that, that whole thing. thing. It was my, like, my can you can you hear me now? Thing was that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, I didn't I'm, like that I'm either. Holding, and I was like, oh, this is like kind of like or good enough slapstick, hit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like the the director was kind of messing around with us intentionally, okay. throwing all these things out there to kind of mess with us or you know changing our expectations. <clears throat> It, it, it was such a weakening, though, of the uh, of the First Order, right? It just kind of makes a joke out of not just the, that character, but also of the First Order as a whole. So, so wait, real, real quickly. Kind of like, fun. Okay, go ahead. I say real quickly, I missed that because my theater had audio issues at the beginning. I had to go talk to the management. Like, it was, I was wow. pretty pissed off. Uh, we got free tickets. What? We okay. got, like, 13 wow. free tickets or something because of that. But so in that scene, it was just, like, him and... Um, uh, right. whatever Don Donald Gleason's oh. whatever character going back and forth about not hearing each other or something like that. No, so Poe was uh, hovering a single lone X-wing in front of the entire First Order, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, what is he going to do, right? So the tension's like, okay, is he going to do some maneuver uh, or something special? And then all of a sudden, you start to hear like, hey, can you hear me now? Hi, you know, drop your shields. Oh, wait, can uh, you hear me now? And it started to be kind of like a joke. Okay. And, then, and the First Order guys are like, what is he doing? You know, we've told him to stand down, and then Poe keeps going, "Hi, hi, can you hear me? Hi," as if he's talking like casual okay. every day. Yeah, that's that seems stupid. It, yeah, it started to feel kind of like, "Huh, is this going to be like slapstick?" Yeah. And the you first know? order commander was like, he was like overacting so much. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, what's his name? What's his name? His in the, in the movie? Oh, uh, Hux. Hux. Yeah, he's usually a good actor, but he was yeah, like he way overdoing it. I was like, yeah, oh, he was." Man. It's so it, it's kind of oh, set the yeah. weird tone when you started it that way. You're kind of like, oh gosh, is this going to be like, um, uh, what's the word? Not bahaha, kind of, you know. I mean, uh, I, I yeah. feel like he pulled his character, but before we derail too far from this topic, um, I do agree that they kind of threw a lot at the wall in terms of what kind of humor they wanted to try, mm -hmm. and um, tying it back to the the Luke experience. Um, I felt that the way that they actually handled like the native creatures and how Ray was kind of like, you know, accidentally screwing up some of their, their stuff. Oh yeah. Like daily life, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was actually kind of funny. And I felt fit in the universe. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's star Wars. Yeah. Same with like the bird, the little penguin isk birds with Chewbacca. Porgs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything yeah, else is kind of just like, okay, this, yeah, this isn't really not working out. The green milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I was fine with that. That was over the top. <laughs> that was pretty. I was, like, I was like, whatever. I, that was a lot of people, but yeah. I don't really. Whatever. It didn't. The, those weird nuns, or not yeah, nuns, are the maids. <laughs> nuns. Yeah. But yeah, the that maids. was my. That was the topic I wanted to bring up. The laser swords comment, which wasn't the focus point, but it brought over to the fact that Mark Hamill definitely had a polarizing performance for people. Um, but I will cap it off and say that his ending scene um, was definitely a great ending for him my opinion i loved it okay that's fair all right um nick you want to go ahead yeah i'll just add on one thing. wait before that uh that okay, ending okay. scene with mark hamill i i i was kind of like lukewarm with his performance i thought it was okay but i really liked the ending scene as well i was like really afraid coming to that scene i was like you know something's gonna happen right like you know uh luke skywalker is gonna come do something right and I was like, please don't let it be him like flying in on the X Wing, like coming to like save everyone. I was like, please. And I was like, I was like, um, really pleased with the way they did it because I was That's... afraid it was going to be something like so corny and like crazy. I was like, please don't do that. 
That's very interesting because a lot of people wanted that. Like a lot that of Star Wars fans so, like, like an old man flying in on X Wing, right? Like coming in and like blowing everything. I kind of thought that they were going to do that. So, <laughs> you know, I guys, I want to comment right here that it was interesting to me listening to some other people's reviews online, which most of them are filled with hate. But it seemed to me that, you know, this director, um, this writer, I guess the same guy, went a completely different direction and made it more or less unpredictable. But everybody seems to be complaining that they didn't get exactly what would have been the most predictable things to happen. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that really, really odd, personally. Um, and, you know, I, I, um, I'll just kind of spoil my review here and, and say that, you know, I, I actually thought the movie was fine. Um, and I came out kind of scratching my head wondering what, what all the hate was about because I, I had known going in that there was a lot of um, fan displeasure about the whole thing. Um, but I couldn't figure it out. Now, I get that it was not the best written story. Plot was very crappy. But everybody seemed to want the most predictable stuff. And it didn't make sense to me. Right? So why so, would you want to, the things to happen that you think should happen? Do you not want to be surprised? Uh, yeah, I think what I know what you're saying, Todd, because okay. the previous criticism was Force Awakens was like, it's too much. Right. And then, okay, well, this, so it, it feels like to me, like this director said, okay, you, you, you want predictability? You don't want predictability. Okay, well, why don't I do something totally different then? <laughs> right. So right. I would he, be he very. Up, but he sets it up in a way that's not predictable, though, right? He, he <laughs> puts all these scenes that look very predictable. You know, he frames certain, you know, he homages definitely certain scenes from the tr- original trilogy. You know, leading you to think, oh, it's going to be very similar. Like, oh, Ray's on this planet with uh, Luke. Oh, it's going to be like Yoda and Luke on Dagobah and the throne room sequence. Oh, that's very Return of the Jedi, right? So he takes all these things and he, he kind of draws you in and he totally t- turns the table on you. Is ha ha ha, you know, I'm not going to give you what you want. And I'm kind of like you, Dot. I'm like, uh, okay, I'm, I don't I'll know if it's, it. yeah. That kind of, okay, so let me say my moment then there are the one one of the things i wanted to bring up which is that it's kind of like that it's not it wasn't predictable but it felt like a big letdown when they reveal like where ray came from and i felt like it was like really anticlimactic because that was one of those things everyone was kind of looking forward to i think in the movie uh trying to find out you know what her origin is and it, mm-hmm. it's just like oh, you, oh, oh you're just nothing <laughs> and i was like oh that's it let's move and i just i know they're saying that might that might be like you know something else right but i felt like that reveal was like super anticlimactic like at that moment i don't know what i think you guys thought i think a lot of people talked about this too it's just like this is the kind of like fuck you jj abrams movie because he set up so much <laughs> in force awakens for her and ryan johnson just like poops everything <laughs> he's like i'm gonna destroy everything <laughs> you set up and make it nothing and just do my own thing and well, he's going against expectation again. Yeah, like. so I'm glad it wasn't predictable, but at the same time, it was it was kind of a letdown. Like I, I was looking you, forward you to mixed, something. You something. have mixed feelings about it, right? Because it's like, on, like on the one hand, you want to know, you know, you want her parentage to be like what you expect, but or then it's something. not. I yeah. don't want it to be like Luke's daughter or whatever, yeah. you know. But but on the other hand, you're like, like, okay, it's kind of good. It's kind of different because you know she doesn't have to be tied to anybody. She's maybe a stronger character that way, right? So you have some mixed feelings, but at least I did. Yeah, but he was just like, oh, she's nothing. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. you know, guys, I, I was really not happy with where it was headed with the first movie because the last thing I wanted to see was 
Star Wars universe being all about the Skywalkers. Uh, Kenobi would have been okay. Um, I, I was actually happy with the fact that she ended up being not related to any of those two families and that she came from nothing. And of course, you guys remember the very end scene where the little boy in the broom thing, which I know a lot of people don't like too. Yeah, but oh I, my understanding was that she was actually told who the parents was and that Abrams himself made that inclusion himself. <laughs> that she comes that from nothing? Knew, even before the second one started filming, that she came from no one. And a comment that she had made um, talking about how her parents aren't important was basically alluding to that. So I'm not sure what you think or you understand about it is correct. So just putting that out there for you guys. The other thing too, um, the sort of F.U. Abrams movie, I'm not sure that's true either because the reports are, unless they're just kind of, you know, sucking each other's cocks, which they might be. Um, but Abrams loved Ryan, John- Ryan Johnson's script. He even made the comment, I, you know, I wish I was directing that myself. So give that a thought. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean. I think he. I mean, Ryan Johnson wrote it too. Like, it's not like he. Somebody else wrote the screenplay. He wrote it himself, and I feel like. He wanted to do his own thing. Like, I don't know if you've seen Ryan Johnson's other movies. He's just very. Um, he has like an indie way of thinking about movies. Unorthodox. So, yeah, absolutely. By the way, Arthur, did you watch Looper yet? No. No. <laughs> It's been on TV like every night for the past like two weeks. Come on, man. No time, man. Let's not make this. Ryan Johnson, did he write Looper? (laughs) Yeah, he wrote and directed Looper. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Can I ask you another question then about watch it now? Then (laughs) is this moment in the movie, which I thought was kind of a funny movie? Do you think this is a a fuck you to Abrams too? Where you know they're on the planet and they go out and it it looks like it's hot again, and they're like, "Oh, it's salt." It's like, "Oh, don't worry, guys." (laughs) We're not going to do what everyone thinks we're going to do, which is recreate the second movie all over again. It's not still it's salt. I felt that was kind of like the Batman, Superman snow. moment. We're like, don't worry, there's no people in those buildings. Good thing everyone's off work. No one's getting hurt right now. That is oddly observant of you. I know. Seriously. I'm like, what? Because, you know, everyone was thinking that they're like, oh, my God, they're on another ice planet. They're on, like, speeders. And they're like, so that's the thing. I think he takes all these elements on purpose thinking like oh you know what everybody's gonna think we're gonna do one thing and i'm just gonna totally pull the rug from under you uh once i got you in there right (laughs) and i think he does it in purpose for the fans i feel like he's trying to be like hey look i'm gonna do something totally different guys and luke actually in this one scene if you remember when ray was fighting with luke uh and then you know he she actually falls to the ground and ray kind of wins so to speak and she, you know, they're, they're debating about something and she goes like, uh, or he goes like, uh, this is not going to turn out the way you think it is. And he said it really loud. And that's almost like a meta commentary on the whole movie. Like I, I, I took it that way. And then I read some folks, you know, some interviews afterwards saying, yeah, that was kind of intentional just to tell people like, don't go into this movie expecting to get one thing and you're going to get it. It's not going to turn out the way you want it to be. And I even saw like Mark Hamill in interviews repeat that line. So I felt like that was intentional. All these things that we're talking about, um, where you think it's one thing, but it's actually another. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Like to me, that just screams like just amateur, right? I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with it. I'm just saying that's what they did. <laughs> it was purposeful. No, I, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, the observation is correct, but it just seems to me like someone of Ryan's pedigree would get baited by something so simple. You know, like let me. 
let me do the obvious thing of being contrarian, which is like a two-year-old's idea of, you know, annoying their older brother. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, my older brother went left, so I'm going to go. Ha ha ha. That's, you know? I mean, th- that's why this movie's so good, like, yeah, divisive really- to me. There, there are parts where I just seem like they're so elementary, so basic. And then there are some great parts in it as well. And so it kind of like is in between those two I agree with you. areas for me. And uh, there's some yeah. parts, yeah. There's some really good parts that are like good, that are good. And other parts you feel like he just did it for the sake of doing it or to piss people off. Right. And so that's why, I don't know. This is a hard movie. I mean, I, it made me think about the movie like a lot afterwards, and Same. like, why? Why did you do this? But there was just so, so such great parts and such weird, questionable decisions. I wasn't sure. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Dad, do you, you want to yes. go next on your topic? So we've gone through three shitty topics already. Do you have any good topics we should maybe talk about? Like, what was good about the movie? Oh, you meant in terms of? Oh, well, you you can, you gotta set that up. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we, it, just, it could have been to any topic. I mean, it didn't mean like all bad stuff. So. Um, you know what? It, it's hard for me because I I was okay with the movie, but you know, I, I hear you right now talking about how you know there's so many great parts. You know, to me, I personally didn't find any great parts. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Like, like the greatest thing I thought was, oh, this is a, a decent respectable death for leia which didn't turn out to be a death at all um i i didn't mind most of the stuff i i i walk away from movies say hey if you force me to say i like it, i didn't like it, i liked it more than i didn't but the truth is it is a poorly written movie plot was awful um i don't think Re- ryan johnson was trying to say f you to anybody because he's a star wars fan himself right but it, it was just a poorly done movie but my thing is if you come away from the first one not liking what they did, this is like the exact opposite. And um, I guess my my I guess the topic I'll bring up is plot. What do you guys think about the overall plot and specifically, you know, plot points that end up being nothing or lead to nowhere? And I'll let you guys. Kenton Bright, yeah, that yeah. that bothered me. That that whole thing, I it Lord was obviously pointless. pointless. Yeah, Laura Dern's character, I didn't really care for. Um, hmm, interesting. I actually I, liked her character a lot. Oh, really? The, the, the frustrating, the thing that frustrated me about her was just there was so much drama that could have been easily avoided. I'm just like, yeah, it, yeah. when she revealed, oh, I had a plan the whole, all along, I'm just like, why didn't you say it then? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I can. I can speak to that actually, if you don't mind. So, oh I gosh, know. here we go. I think I know this response, but here we okay, go. Okay, but, but uh, so before, okay, you, but keep before going. you explain keep it going. though, uh, Arthur, I mean, sure. If, if if I didn't get it, and multiple, you know, and people on this podcast didn't get it, nobody else got it. You know what I'm saying? But I think I got oh, it. I we'll start with that premise. We'll start with that premise. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, curious. So originally, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, why didn't you just say something? Okay. So a couple of things came to my mind afterwards. Okay. So. You're a superior officer. You don't owe one. You're a superior officer. You don't owe the grunts any explanation, regardless. Okay, that's one. Two. Mo- it was mostly Poe giving her a, a crappy time of like, you know, what's the plan? Why aren't you telling me this? And we kind of forget that in the beginning, Poe he disobeyed orders. He got people killed. He already got demoted. So why would I, as a ranking officer, 
spill the beans to this guy who already disobeyed orders and got people killed. I mean, he should be, you know, like, go away, dude. I'm not going to listen to you. Why should I tell you my plan? And the other thing is they were being tracked. So potentially I'm thinking like, okay, well, there's a, either a spy on board or something's happening that is allowing the first order to catch up to them and chase them down. So you keep things close to the vest. So one of those three things, maybe all three. So after kind of thinking about it that way, I thought, okay, that's fine. There's other things I have a problem with that her character did, but not telling the plan was actually, I'm okay with that one. So, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I agree with you 100%, Arthur. I actually thought it, it made a lot of sense. She didn't. I just think that from a plot standpoint, it's, it's, it's hard to swallow because it was so pointless what they went through. It I would agree with you there. Being so, useless. That's a I, plot issue for me, though. The, what they're going like, what happened to the rebellion? It's kind of carried over from the Force Awakens. Like, you know, at the end of the original series, they won, and then now they're just like constantly getting decimated. Or you know, they're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what? I thought well, they, flipped, they flipped it totally. It's like, yeah, they're they're, they're the rebels again, or they're they're <laughs> on the, like the run again. I'm, I, don't, I don't get. Like, yeah, when did that happen? <laughs> when did all this happen? They, they, I feel like they've glossed over a big part of like <laughs> what happened from the end. You know, they were. They're winning, or they had won basically, right? And mm -hmm. now there's like a, a full like empire again. Like they have like you know like control over the galaxy. Like they didn't really explain. They didn't explain how that happened. That's also a very good insight, Nick. Dang, I didn't. Yeah, where's this <laughs> coming from, Nick? What's going Dang. on? What? His prison. I'm in Star Wars. I told you. He's so confused. <laughs> his prison. I'm in the Star Wars. Who are you? <laughs> no, he's right though. <clears throat> yeah, no, he's right. It's yeah, because it, it was weird because you're like, wait, well, where did they get all these super star destroyers? And how come the, yeah. the rebels are on the run again? And uh, what's going on? How did they, you know, become from the top to the bottom all of a sudden? Okay, so I'm going to say that although you have a point, Arthur, I think that's from like the character movie standpoint. I think what they tried to do was set up a big twist and they didn't execute on presenting it to us well like if your point was i mean your point is valid but they didn't execute it on screen very well like it just seemed like she was just a stupid character um it wasn't as clear you're they, saying yeah and they and, and they just okay they did it more for like a big surprise reveal than than for i see what you actual mean. progressing and showing us on screen what's, what's what's her mindset like you know what is she why right. is she doing the things that she's doing so right, okay. yeah, I see what you mean. They're saving it for a yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, the theme of this movie was like just a, a series of payoffs, whether big or small. That's the word, payoff. Right. Yeah. All over the place. You know, it's a pretty typical story um, device, and a lot of payoffs for a lot of people just didn't pan out. Especially yeah, and especially this one too. Right. It just a lot of them just felt either underwhelming or confusing. But I do have at least a somewhat positive topic to wow. bring up. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Before wow. we finish right. the topic. What's, what's going on tonight? <clears throat> the opposite today. I know. I'm oh, agreeing with Kai. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's coherent. What? Since we want to get into something a little bit more productive, I guess. And Kai's positive. What's going on? <laughs> well, I have some beers in my garage. <laughs> please, <laughs> please continue. Okay. <laughs> Um, so actually one thing, you know, and to be fair, I, I guess it's still opened up for debate, but one thing that 
at least in my mind that I was picking up and kind of running with was, um, you know, this concept of the fact that the, the force is, it's, it's not really alignment based. Right. And you can grow all the, the allegorical references you want in terms of either a two party system or the good old bad versus evil, uh, you know, evil versus good debate, or just the fact that the Star Wars universe has always been between, you know, the Sith and the Jedi. And I kind of was enjoying the relationship between Kylo and Rey here, where, you know, they both were anchored in a little bit of frustration, but then also anchored in a little bit of, you know, innocence and altruism, where they kind of encompassed like the gray area version of of the, the force, which you can almost say that Luke was trying to talk about too. He's like, look guys, the force is just a natural occurring thing. And people just happen to weaponize it in different ways, whether good or bad has always just been a product of what people decide to do with it. And so I was enjoying this concept of Kylo and Ray kind of bridging the two sides and saying, okay, well maybe we don't have to be constantly at each other's throats and maybe it will be a little bit more muddy. And, you know, you see that getting explored all the way up into the end where they unceremoniously <laughs> kill off uh, Snoke, right? Like, they just sneezed on him and he died. <laughs> and then Kylo becomes this rage monster. And then my hopes slowly started to deteriorate as they quickly, like, go back <laughs> into their <laughs> predetermined... <laughs> Yeah, red and white lights, and I was just like, "God damn it!" I really am sad. That, that... That's true. Yeah, I, that, that definitely was one of the brightest points I think in in the film was where they were starting to go with uh, Kylo Ren's character. Yeah, and it's just at, to me, I felt it would have been more interesting, especially as a last film, the third installation, to just have it be like a very it doesn't have to be super intimate but just like a clashing of character between her and kylo where you know they both have stances that they actually kind of agree on you know because they both had to fight for themselves um and on the fact that you know kylo has some absolutes whereas ray is you know obviously a little bit more you know there's there there's some great dungeon and dragons terms in terms of alignments but you know You've got like some lawful neutrals and you know lawful type situations here. I liked that um, that relationship between them two as well. I think that was one of the positive points for the movie. I mean, I felt like maybe they did a little bit too much of the conversation back. It was good that they had that kind of connection between them. I felt like maybe they did a little too much, but still, I didn't mind it. The space skyping. Yeah, space. I was like, I was like, okay, <laughs> they, they went a little too far. Then one the, of the, 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 the shirtless scene, right? That yeah, that yeah. kind of like, what the hell was that? I'm like, that's not Star Wars universe. Can you put on a shirt? Mm-hmm. That's not- <laughs> it's force timing. They're force timing. But then um, the thing is, the guy who plays Kylo Ren, that actor, I, I just can't. I feel like he keeps Adam falling Driver. back to that that teenage, the emo teenage angst. Like it keeps coming out. Like he doesn't have like the he doesn't really carry the depth that's, of like a, the, I. Thought totally opposite. I thought he was incredible this film. I thought he was first one parts he was for me, but then like that last fight scene, 
I, I hated him in the first movie. Like, I just like, could you just please put your mask on? You look ridiculous. Like, the way you're <laughs> acting is like a baby, right? <laughs> and then in the beginning of this movie, he takes the mask and they, they, he crushes it. Like, he destroys it. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to hate him this entire movie. <laughs> and so he had a lot to prove to me. But I, I think he did a great job. Like, I think he I think was he the did. best. He did overall. But like I said, near the end where he kind of went back to, you know that final fight scene where, um, He's facing off Luke, and Luke's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry." And he's he's like, "I'm bitch, you're sorry." Like people in the theater started laughing because like they're like, "Because oh. he was like, yeah. he, he, he reverted <laughs> back to form." Yeah, yeah like, I see that. Sorry, I think <laughs> like you guys were saying, I like the part where he, him, and Ray. There's just kind of like this. You don't know what's going on. There's kind of mixed feelings about what's going on. I thought that was uh, well done. Like I thought he was he was way better than Ray actually. Like I was more interested really? in That's his character than Ray's. You know what? I missed my chance, but Ray is an unearned character, and I absolutely hated it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you kind of agree with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's awful. Un- overall, Dude, really? Wow. Yeah. Come on, man. She she comes in. She's one of the most powerful Jedi's ever. She's got no teaching training. She can do everything without effort. It's that it's irritated me. Yeah. Totally wrong. I mean, you go from from Luke having to train and learn for years even right to get to where he he eventually ended up and she just is able to do it because the there is the force must be balanced and i don't care about the whole it's not about good or evil there just has to be a, a yin and a yang and therefore she's going to be as powerful as kylo is going to be powerful just to bring balance to the force i'm i'm sorry but that that just feels don't that bothered me that bothered me too so, no, no, was yeah, Luke training for Sucks. years, though, he was. And I'm just asking the question: Was yeah, it years? It didn't feel oh, yeah. like years to me. Yeah, he went to train with Yoda, and then Empire stops, and then many years pass where he finishes his Jedi training to come back to be. So Han was a prisoner for that long, and I'm asking the question. Yeah, you actually they're not clear on if how long it is. It might have been years, but might not have been. Could have been. Like, yeah, years. so there's enough time to pass where he fights Darth Vader twice. Even so, the time between <laughs> Last Jedi for the beginning and the end is like no sure. time. <laughs> sure. So I'm I'm just questioning the Luke one. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with what you say on Ray. Um, I'm just saying mm, I don't know if Luke's the, the best example because time seems pretty compressed in the original trilogy too. Yeah, he picks it up pretty quickly as well. I mean, not as fast as her, but it's not like we don't know if he spent like. Yeah, I don't think it's years. So well, see, I mean, I mean, here. So it, again, execution. I think in uh, Empire, you see him actually going through training and like progressing. In Last Jedi, I don't really feel like you saw that much progress. So, so I think, in other words, that Ray needed to stumble in this movie in order to make it to kind of ground her a little bit. I think because you know, in Empire, you know, Luke took the biggest hit, right? Uh, you know, he went from a high in, in New Hope and then Empire, he took the biggest hit and yeah, he comes back there. again and yeah, returns. Man. You know, very classic kind of uh, hero journey, right? Yeah. We haven't seen Ray take a major hit yet. This is yeah. a little too all-powerful. <clears throat> I, I agree with that. And her yeah. fighting skill, like, she's out there just kind of, like, fighting on her own. Like, what's she doing? And just like the rocks <laughs> thing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Where she I mean, she didn't even own. lift one rock. She didn't even crack a rock. <laughs> Yeah, didn't you? It's easy. And she guys was able to smile and run in for a hug at the same time, and it's like, yeah. holy. Yeah. <laughs> True. When Yoda um, usually struggled with a know. Jedi master with her, you know, one minute sword 
skills. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, her yeah. fighting skills are seem really exaggerated. That was one of the things. I mean, she could be really powerful with the force, but all of a sudden, like, she's like a, you know, great fighter. That seemed... Well, I would agree with the force. The, the the skill fighting is has been established in the previous movie. I mean, she can take care of herself. She, but that kind of came out of She nowhere. can fight, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, she can yeah. fight. She's not, like, totally... But it, so. That kind of came out of nowhere, though, in the first one, too. Like, all of a sudden, she took Yeah, her. yeah. That, that, was my, that was a like criticism. My, that was my no, criticism. but she was yeah. fighting for her life all the time on the planet of Jakku. She had her staff, and you can tell that she's obviously, you know, been in fights and can take care of herself. So she had some... Maybe it's I not, can, like, deep training, but it's more of, like, you know, stuff you've had to do to survive. I, I compared so, to the character, the what's the uh, what was it Jen 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 Erso? Oh yeah, Jen Erso. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You could you could buy her background as like a rebel, like fighting and having skills, right? But with her, like it, it just seemed kind of like it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. But that's just the way I saw it. Yeah, as like, yeah, I would agree. As a heroine, Jin is way more convincing than Ray ever was, even in the two films. Absolutely. Uh, but I, as a character, I still like Ray better than Jin. Same, same here. I, I still love Jin. <laughs> I still me. love Ray. <laughs> better than Jin Erso? Yeah. yeah. Jin, I don't care. Jin she could die. I don't really care. I, I just didn't care about I, her. I like uh, Jin Erso, too. No, I, like I, like Ray, than... I like Ray more, though. Stardust? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Stop. <laughs> Stardust. Else, you don't like Stardust? <laughs> all right we we need to give uh arthur and ronald their their, uh, their topic choices so um arthur do you want to go ahead uh um, topic i don't have anything specific okay i mean you don't have to go so because okay well all right because this is weird because this movie and anyway, i think we already covered it there's all these like moments that are cool and then there's all these other moments that are like scratching your head and you're like oh weird right so when I think about this movie, I'm conflicted because you know I, I'm kind of I kind of like it, and other times I'm kind of like irks me. Yeah, what and, are and some I, of these conflicting moments? And I can't reconcile some of them. So you know we talked about a lot of it, but you know here's one right, here's a small one. So in the theater, when uh, what's her name Holdo Dern's character right, she does the big sacrifice yourself that scene right, and they just turn off the volume. I'm like okay, that's really cool. Really cool. Like it, it's a cool looking scene, right? She sacrifices herself. Then you know, I have some time to think about, it, and you're like, well, why didn't she just use a droid? You know, you didn't have to kill yourself, right? You could have just used a droid to autopilot and kill, and then you could have saved yourself, right? That's just like one thing. And then, I, I, you know, what? On, on that point, I just Arthur, think they just wanted to do that cool. moment. It was like a payoff moment to like, look how great she is to sacrifice herself. And I'm like, why didn't she just, you know, <laughs> your ship yeah. wasn't damaged, I, as far as I know. You don't have autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have yeah. autopilot. You couldn't have just had a droid or two run the ship for you and you can escape, right? Or even uh, a lesser crewman. Come on. You know, why yeah, would you or, sacrifice your next leader well, in command? Yeah, well, there's no lesser crew because there's nobody. There's nobody left. I mean, you went from like 400 yeah. rebels to like four, right? By the time the end of the movie, so yeah, man, you got to save uh, Leia, right? All right. So, yeah. so that was that was weird to me afterwards. I mean, cool scene, but then you know when you think about it more, you're like, Arr. and I didn't like the way you know Admiral Akbar was kind of like just brushed aside. Oh, I know. I was kind of bummed about that. Like too. if he did that scene, I probably you know I think I read a lot of people's thoughts. Would have cried. It would have been awesome. Total fan service, I get. It yeah. would have been total fan service, but I would have been okay with it. Like, if he was the one to sacrifice and said something like, hey, it's a trap. You know what? You know? <laughs> it's a trap, bitches. A trap. Something like that, right? Damn. <laughs> that would have been okay. total fan service, but I would have been cool with it, you know, personally. 
but they just kind of brushed him aside. He just kind of like dies off screen. And I'm like, really? That's it? One of the most iconic su- supporting characters in Star Wars just kind of like, you know, brushed aside. Ah. You know, so it's these things that kind of irk me. So I can't pinpoint major stuff. It's a combination of all these things. Like some are good and some are bad. And I, I can't reconcile the two. There's just like an equal balance. Hey, Arthur, before you get too far away from it, the... the Droid Lois of the Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the actual imagery of, of the, um, the, the light speed and then cutting through the destroyer or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I thought that was beautiful. Okay, it was. so yeah, everybody was crapping in the theater, and I thought it was cool looking. I'll, I'll tell you. No, so l- let me make this point because I thought that you might bring this up. Uh, I thought the visuals in this movie were incredible. There, there were like I maybe agree with I think that. five scenes I could make into a poster, just like images. Yeah, production um, quality is um, is great. Like this is like all time like scenes for me. Like there are some scenes. That I, they just look so incredible. I, I could not believe this guy, whoever, I guess Ryan Johnson, he thought of it. Like, it just looked really pretty for any movie. Give me two more. What are, Give me yeah, two what are more. Some of the other five? Give me two more. The, the, the salt planet scenes when they're bombing and you just see red everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. pretty great. And then I, 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 I like the way the, the throne room looked. Oh, like, I hated I, it. I didn't like it either. It looked kind of okay. cheesy. Oh, I, I loved it. It, it looked kind of yeah. cheap to me, actually. It was weird. It looked super cheap to me. It looked it was, like it looked like a soundstage. <laughs> yeah, it was lit red, and, it, and you're kind of like, huh? Awful. Yeah, yeah I, not to mention the Praetorian guards were useless. Well, actually, I like the Praetorian guards. They were I'm talking cool. about visuals now. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. may not like the the guards, but I the thought visually, awesome. I thought it was incredible. The guards are awesome. The throne room was not that great, but go on. Terrible. Uh, I I mean, even the even though we saw it in like Force Awakens, that the island that Luke was on, I think that that was a really pretty scene. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Well, the space uh, battles are amazing. I thought they were incredible looking. The which one? Yeah, the space battles in general. I oh, thought yeah. they were quite good. Except yeah, the, the bombing, right? The bombing's like why are they? Yeah, the bombing bombs? run <laughs> and all that. You know, I, I expect all Star Wars movies to have great production value and great visuals. Um, True, the, but but the, are those? I mean, are they memorable like that though? Like to me, they're not not really. Well, for me, like, in the very first one, and when we first see. Um, Ray, when she's coming through the light down, and she's like, I don't know, hoarding stuff or whatever she's doing. I thought that was pretty memorable to me. Um, Just like on the desert? Oh, Force no, Awakens? In the ship? Yeah, when she goes into that ship in the beginning, yes. and she's scaling down. Um, no, the walker, look, right? I always, product, I always expect production value to be good, but this one, that scene that, that scene that I said, that one was super duper memorable. I mean, I was like, holy crap, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah, and they cut out the volume in the theaters. Oh, on yeah. Twitter. Oh yeah, which I, the, the which I liked. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I just want to call that out, I, and I see why people might like the throne room. I just didn't myself. Mm-hmm. Same. I I yeah. love I love that scene. I love like the wide shot. Uh, you don't really see that in action scenes. Like there's just a one cut wide shot, which I I really enjoy. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, Ronald. Do you, you have a topic you want to bring up? You know, I wanted to go with the positive uh, topic, and I was going to go with the uh, the relationship between uh, Kylo Ren and and Ray. But I mean, I know Kai already kind of touched on it. I I, I do got to say, I that was to me where they were started going with uh, with Kylo Ren, and and it really made me think, like, wow, they 
could change his character. Like they could make things, you know, they could really throw me off and be like, he's going to become good. And that Snoke is going to be the overall major enemy. Yeah. You know, they yeah. could have really shook things up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, evil. that's what I wanted. Or, either or, one or way or the becomes other. evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or, one, or I, becomes evil. I, 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 I honestly was in my mind. I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And that felt really cool. Like I, I would, there was a genuine moment where I was like, whoa, I'm not quite sure where they're going with this. And then they just went back to what I thought. Yeah, because they, they, <laughs> they, they, they have toys to sell. Went back yeah. to basics. They went like, back to basics. Yeah. I got to yeah. sell like, toys. I, I really would have liked to seen Ray go evil or just go with um, uh, Ben. Snoke. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe, and it was, maybe it was my theater too, but I was kind of... I, I was disappointed when uh, Kylo killed Snoke. It just, it didn't, for me, it didn't feel deserved considering Snoke was just talking about like how he could see what Ben was thinking or Kylo Kylo Ren is thinking and how powerful he was. And then it just seemed like, uh, why, why, why did he do that? Like, I just, it didn't feel like it was deserved for me. Um, Mm. Yeah. It just, I, I was bummed out. And I don't know. I just thought it was kind of ridiculous in in the theater at the time because people were clapping like, "Oh, he's a good guy," and it's just yeah. like ah, I just didn't believe it at that time. Well, you know, it seemed to me too that the the general moviegoer and the fan base was excited about Snoke because he seemed like a legitimate threat, right? And yeah. then mm-hmm. when they basically end them without really delving into anything about him at all, it, yeah, it was that was disappointing. Yeah. Big it's kind it's of like, it. Not the same, but like when they killed um, Darth Maul, right? That goes back to what we were saying earlier about how this, fi- this film feels like a big screw you to the last film, right? Yeah. But So here's the contrary to that, and not that I disagree. But you don't, it's the same thing, though, in the original trilogy. You don't really know about Palpatine too much either. You don't. He just shows up mm-hmm. in Empire, and then he's more in, in return, and then he dies. But, but you still but really don't crazy. know about him. But they didn't build him up, though. They didn't build him up the same way, though. In, uh, yeah. In, it was all about Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he came out of nowhere. But some, for some reason, he has more depth in that movie. I yeah. So, so if, you know, if Snoke came out of nowhere and then they killed him, I felt like that would have been more okay. But given the fact that they were teasing yeah. him so much okay. in the first one. <laughs> That's and fair. And just killed him off in this one. Just right. Like, wait, wait. Right. That was it. I, I would have been okay when when they killed him if they didn't pan on the lightsaber because that just like oh my gosh there it is mm-hmm. it's coming yeah 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 I I thought it was I thought they were gonna do a uh, because Snoke while that was happening Snoke was kind of boasting about how it's like I see everything and then I thought <gasps> Snoke was gonna grab the lightsaber and then when it, when it actually killed him I was like no no that's what no. I thought too I was like what the how did they just hype him up to be this strong powerful and then he doesn't see like what's right next to him, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, what really got me in that moment was the fact that you're supposed to believe that he was able to be tricked because he was so full of himself. He's basically getting jollies off of the fact that he was so great. Arrogant. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I, I think that's what they're trying to tell you. Um, but it, it took agreed. Yeah. I didn't quite buy it because of that. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Like agreed. they didn't, it wasn't the, done well. The, the, the over the like the hubris, you know the uh, uh, you know the fall of the enemy because of the hubris. Like I, I just yeah. feel like that's uh, I don't know. It's a little bit too easy. Yeah, it's like an unflattering way, way to go. It is. 
Yeah. So the uh, the actual topic that I wanted to bring up that I feel like it it's actually makes sense that nobody brought it up because I feel like it was completely useless to the movie was the whole Finn and Rose. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna, I was going to bring that up right we now. Should, we should talk <laughs> yeah. about that part though. <laughs> Let's talk so, about it. The, the their whole quest to go get the um what was it the the, the code breaker the code, the code, code breaker, breaker basically yeah, that guy. would let them you know get into the ship like it, it to me it just felt completely unnecessary and in the end it became unnecessary <laughs> didn't it <laughs> <laughs> um but that's not the only part that really got me we, I mean, we can talk about how useless it was but also just about how they tried to kind of build that relationship between the two and how she saved him at the end because I can't even exact her exact re- reasoning behind it, but essentially it came down to because love. She loves it. That's what it was. Just you know, so, stupid. But she basically, <laughs> she basically jeopardized uh, the entire, like all the lives of all the rebels yeah. because she likes him. But, you know, if she's saying it's because love, but what about, you know, everybody else's love, you know? Exactly. <laughs> all love exactly. Yeah. I just didn't get it. I, I was... I literally put my hands in the air when just, she saved him. It's just selfishness is really what it <laughs> just was. Just like, wait, your the point the story is saving selfishness. Him. Yeah, it's like selfish. you you want your love, but he was trying to save everybody else. Yeah. I thought I was about to see a great uh, death. I thought that was going to be a powerful moment because I thought, oh, he's going to actually die. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like, she crashed it. Hop out. <laughs> so, so to me, that's kind of uh, the pattern that I'm seeing in this movie where they're, they're, they're coming up to greatness, where they're doing something completely unexpected and kind of yeah. shocking, and yeah. they don't do it. They just kind of reverts back to things that yeah, you always expect. Saving them because of love. You know, Kylo Ren is more evil than he began w- with. Rey is more good than when she began with. <laughs> you know, the yeah. balance like is restored. Man. Either it kind of threw me off. I don't know if it's just because she looks just like my sister in law, but I was like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like a Star Wars character. And then, and also, like, when they kind of, you know, when they go to the casino, I'm like, They're running away from this. They're being chased by the Empire, but they're somehow they're able to, like, go to this casino right there and come right back. I'm like, Is that like, if it's that easy to get away, well, you know, like, <laughs> they're like, jump, They leave this ship, go to the casino, and come back to the ship. I'm like, Well, they're. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with the the characters and the way they interact, but I agree. Like that whole trip was kind of like, eh. it's too convenient. They're like, oh, yeah. he's on, he, there's one person in the whole universe who could help you. Yeah. Oh, he's right here. And just go get, get him. And the casino for me was like, it just felt. It didn't feel alien enough. It felt like something you could see at Vegas. I, yeah. I felt like you can. Tr- they tried to put some aliens there, but I'm like, this looks like Little Caesars. You know, or not Little Caesars, but like Little Caesars Palace, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like it, a it Vegas did, casino full of uh, aliens here, right? It didn't because it, it felt like it was all humanoids, right? So it didn't feel, you know, otherworldly enough to me. And I'm like, okay, this 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 doesn't look like a Star Wars or a, you know a totally alien place. Now, the only thing I will say about this casino, which I like, they touched on it a little bit, and they didn't really go any farther, is that you know when DJ says, "Hey, you know what? You think these people who are rich um, care?" They're taking, they're taking money. They're taking money from the Empire. They're taking money from the, the Rebels. So who's really good or who's really bad? I'm like, okay, that's kind of an interesting point you threw out there. Um, yeah. you know, it colors the Rebels a little bit more. It colors the people taking the money. It colors the, the Empire. I'm like, okay, that's kind of neat. 
Um, and I, you know, it would have been nice. And I, I, of course, they don't have the time to dwell into it. But it was, I don't know, I thought that was a little neat perspective to show. Oh well, yeah, they they super elaborated that on Rogue One. So yeah, exactly. Like Just they had stay. these gray areas, which I appreciate. So Rogue One did it more. This one only did it. Go in watch Rogue scene. One. <laughs> yeah, they did it only in this one scene, which I liked because it, you know, it, it gives the different dimensions to the whole battle, to the whole Rebel versus you know Empire thing. So yeah. that's probably the only thing I really liked about. That whole what's, thing. what's kind of funny is like from because she's a Vietnamese actor, uh, Rose, whatever Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. People like Vietnamese people like loved her, but <laughs> I did not. That's because like you're her. the most okay. common Vietnamese. That's why. Oh, oh how rude! Uh, <laughs> no, I just think they didn't do her. They just made her character seem dumb to me. Like I just like, oh god, yeah. you're like not a yeah, good character. Definitely. And I didn't care for either. And I'll tell you what, I I didn't even know she was Vietnamese till like two days ago. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I did. That's fair. I did. What tram was not a giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what her name was. It oh, wasn't okay. until like I heard an interview about it. Yeah, I just had no idea, man. I didn't know that. I actually thought she was Filipino. Really? That's fair. All right. Um, let's go around, Robin. Your final, your final review of the movie, and then a, a score. Um, I guess we can start at the top uh, alphabetically of our screens <laughs> and then uh, oh, yeah. go down. Our, our first alphabet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole new alphabet here. Yeah. Go ahead, Ronald. All right. Um, you know, I had a, the more I talked about and the more I thought about this movie, the more I found reasons to dislike it, unfortunately. So um, walking out of it, I, I would have given a higher score, but at this point, uh, I'm just going to give it a a six. Wow. All right, next up. Arthur? Okay, Arthur? so, um, yeah, very conflicted with this movie. Um, I will say I almost, I walked out, it's kind of like you, Ronald, like, oh, I enjoyed it, but then, you know, the more I think about it, you're like, oh, man, too many things nag at me. Yep. And I did like Mark Hamill's performance. I, I almost was worried that they hurt his character more, making him to be a murderer. That would have been like, ah. Um, I agree with Kai about the last scene with him. I like that they closed on him that way. Um, but there's also so many other things that you're kind of like, gosh, what's going on? It just seems like they're doing things for the sake of doing it or for the sake of just being different. Um, so I had to dial my score down to be... 7.5 oh, only because it's star wars there's other good stuff and it's you know mark hamill seeing him act again is also a big you know a big plus i thought regardless of how he personally felt i thought he did a good job so i kept it a, a little high but i i don't know 7.5 is probably the, the most generous i can give it and that's with a lot of caveats so okay that's fair um i'm with both of you guys, I think there were, um, I think there were good highs, good, uh, really bad lows. Uh, but for me, it still it felt it felt like Star Wars, and um, I appreciate directors who try to take a chance. I think he took more chances than he did um, playing it safe. And oh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I um, probably give this 
movie uh, score higher than I usually would a movie, a movie like this. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a seven. I enjoyed it. That. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody really touched on the topic about what they actually did with Luke and, and whether or not people enjoyed it. I get that some of you guys enjoyed his death scene. I think a lot of the fans revolted against it. I was talking to a friend of mine and um, he couldn't understand how I, I actually thought the movie was okay. And I realized that he had an attachment to Luke the way I have an attachment to Batman. And seeing Luke, who had just gone through New Hope to Return Jedi, fight so hard for something, give up this easily over this kind of a topic was really difficult for a lot of people. I think that's one of the big cruxes of why people really can i can i add something like this is a good point Mm -hmm. a lot of people had a problem with the way luke's character was uh in this movie i have zero problem with it i think there there's this ideal mindset that star wars fans like have that he is the greatest jedi and he has to be flawless yeah good and mighty almighty and I think that would have been too predictable, and it just—it was just too black and white. And for me, I, r- I rather would have seen him in this middle ground where he doesn't like what's going on, and he—he he feels like he screwed up. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that they went this way than him being the all-powerful one. Uh, I completely agree with you, and and. Personally, you know, they only think that because that's the only Jedi they really know. But the truth is, it's more likely that all the Jedi's in the past were much more powerful and more skilled than he was. He just happens to be the last one left, so you've got nothing to compare him to. Right? <laughs> um, True. And uh, look, I hated the first one because I believed it to be an absolute cowardly carbon copy of A New Hope. This one went completely in the other direction. I appreciate that. Um, I don't forgive its sort of kindergarten plotting um and how awful it it is if you really break it down but the truth is i kind of divorced myself from star wars as a result of episode seven and i went into this one relatively forgiving because i'm just like whatever do whatever and the fact they took a lot of chances took a lot of risks that's a lot of credit in my book and i i like to see the the universe evolve um so you know i i give it like a 7.2 7.2 of course (laughs) Doctor Strange scoring. All right, Troy. Uh, so I I kind of agree with you guys as well. If I had scored it right out of the movie, I probably would have given it a higher score. Uh, and I think that Star Wars movies always have a lot of pressure on them, just because more than other movies, there's just so much like expectations out of Star Wars uh, fans. True. And uh, I kind of agree with what Dad's friend said about the the. The Luke Skywalker character, they kind of changed him from what he originally was, you know, without he's, he's kind of different, but it didn't bother me as much as I think it bothered a lot of people. I actually, the strong point for me was uh, uh, Mark Hamill's performance. I, I was kind of okay within the beginning, but I thought the way he finished was really strong. Uh, that and the Kylo and, um, you know, that relationship between them that was those two parts were kind of the highlights for me and i think that evened out more than the um the parts i didn't like overall like 
give it a I, I would give it now probably a seven probably higher walking out because i was overall i was entertained as far as star wars i know there's like a lot i'm i'm kind of like that's it like this this parts i can kind of like i've kind of given up on a lot of the expectations i have out of star wars movies i was really disappointed after the first one with rogue one my expectations are kind of higher again but this is like a different out of this franchise i kind of have like a lower expectations of a lot of the stuff but yeah so like seven Okay. Yeah. Um. You know they, in the Disney conglomerate, you know they ride the the curtails of the success that was the 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 carbon copy, right? And uh, I I am happy that they took risks. Um. But to me, these risks definitely just weren't thought through. There just weren't a lot of things that were. I mean, there were some nice explorations, but with the way that they finished it, uh, it's just not promising for the future of the franchise at all. And actually, a thought just occurred to me that if they had just stuck to one-shot stories like Rogue One, and hell, maybe if Han Solo's movie doesn't become the tropey nightmare that it might be, um, you know, maybe that should have just been the future of the Star Wars franchise, just one-shot films here and there rather than this kind of disappointing attempt at, you know, creating another trilogy uh, to tack on here. Cause I'm going to be so mad if you score this higher than Force Awakens. I am <laughs> going to score this higher than Force Awakens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course he is. I was going to say. Yeah, easily. That's like, that's no problem. And a large <laughs> problem is because, one, I, I definitely cannot sit through this movie again. Like, the moment that, like, there's so many things that will just pop up and be like, God, I had to sit through this. Um, and I'm definitely not excited to see anything that is going to come up in the next film. Like I'm the, I don't even want to like, you know, respect the Carrie Fisher. I don't want to see her face in the next movie. Right. Um, she, it's impossible to see her face. Well, no, they're, I mean, they're, it's not going to be very like consistent, but they're going to CGI her in there. Right. At She's not going to be in the next one. What are you talking about? She's they don't even CG. She's done. <laughs> How could well, they not? Her character's still they, they, they yeah. Her character's still alive. They have to do. Her character's something. still alive. They're gonna show her in the first. They're gonna have to show her. No, I don't think they'll show her. She's gonna do something. You can't. I don't think she'll show her. I'll put five dollars on this right now. Oh, put, damn. Five dollars bet against all of you guys. Taking action here. Okay. Her character's too big to just sort of ignore. Not even a CGI appearance. Yeah, I don't think so. I would say no CGI appearance. Nope. I think so much time has passed in the next movie that she won't be in it. They're just gonna say she's dead. They can't. Yeah, oh, it's, I think they will. Who's taking the bag? Who's taking the bag? God damn it! I take it. I take it right now. I take that bet. <laughs> she All won't. Right, be we're gonna it. record this. That's Fantasy Star Wars on the ledger. Fantasy Star Wars. <laughs> Look, guys, they've already said that out of respect for her, that they're not gonna CGI her. They they made that statement. If they go back on it now, they could, but they've stated so much that they won't. Second thing is, it's very much tradition for Star Wars movie for a lot of time to pass in between, and big things happen in between. I also, yeah, that's what I think. I Clearly think, by Nick's feedback, right? Like a lot of unexplained things happen between movies. The, the huh. rebels need to be yep. have a be a force, right? And they're gonna be a seems like there's gonna be a bunch of Jedi, you know, force people. So and they're gonna be older. So that's why I think <laughs> you know a lot of time it's gonna open with them running again. <laughs> Obviously, the first thing is gonna be them yeah. running from the Empire. Let me let me write the script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you can phone something even better than. 
<laughs> what they're cooking up. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, especially with what what Dot points out here, it's it's a fucking mess. It's so bad. Like, I just, yeah, I have nothing to look forward to. It certainly didn't make me any closer to a Star Wars fan than I ever was for this franchise. I don't think this franchise accomplished anything to really create a new generation of Star Wars fans either. Um, and I just, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm not really worried because I don't care, but I just don't see a continuity <laughs> wow. for this franchise at all for Disney. And it just sucks because it's like, you see Disney make some pretty decent moves, you know, all of the, the obvious elephant in the room with the Marvel acquisitions. Um, but then it's just shitting all over the Star Wars franchise. And uh, it's disappointing, very disappointing. Uh, so without belaboring it, five and a half. What I That's below you. what you gave Force Awakens, you fucking liar. <laughs> what was my score for Force Awakens? I thought I gave below a five for that. You gave it a six. I gave it a six? <laughs> wow. Holy shit, that's a high score for that one. <laughs> What'd you give Phantom Menace? A nine? Maybe you flipped it on Phantom Menace was a 12. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. It's oh, Automatic. No, Force Awakens score. should have been below five. Um... Maybe yeah, you have to this, swap the swap the scores. Yeah, we need to. I, yeah, we have to do a. We need to expose our scores a little bit more because Phantom um, Menace a twelve. Yeah, my gosh. Whatever the score is, I would put it definitely above the Force Awakens, obviously, because that movie didn't exist. Um, oh damn! But barely like a half step above, because I, I applaud the effort, but the effort the effort was pretty. Well, this is way better than Phantom, uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, it is, yes. That's not saying a lot, those Nick. Movies. That's not saying a lot, Nick. I think I would probably say this one was a little bit better than Phantom Menace, uh, but not really too much better, I don't think. You backtracker. We know you like Phantom Menace more than either of these movies. <laughs> don't Maybe. lie. That's yeah, his new hope. Argument That's his new hope. Yeah. Exactly. That is his new hope. <laughs> the new trilogy is my, my new hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, getting together and finally knocking this podcast out. Uh, our next <laughs> one is in like in two weeks. In like with Black Panther. I hope you guys all are uh, setting up plans to watch that. Anybody in San Jose want to watch it together? Yeah, I'm bringing my I'm token down, friend. I'm down. Oh, yeah, Friday please, afternoon. please bring Nick. That's the only way we're gonna get him to watch this Don't shit. Don't worry. Time. When have I ever not watched it? <laughs> three times at least. Besides that, besides the three times. Yeah, great. All right. We can talk about it offline, but yeah, if anybody's interested on a Friday afternoon. Oh yeah, I'm in. Because my my brother-in-law's like, oh, I don't know if I can watch it. I'm like, okay, well then I'm gonna have to make other plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank, All right. Thank, thanks, thank guys. Both in the podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Yes. Success. Kai drew, Kai drew the line. Where do we draw the line? <laughs> right here. Right here. Right here. <laughs>